It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. And we are so glad to be back with you on episode two of the podcast. We just want to thank all of you for your love and support on our first episode. This is such a great community of women. So we are so thankful for each of you that have followed along with us on Instagram. And I feel like we're already building a community of women that love and support one another, but most importantly, that love Jesus. Yes, we're so excited to just continue to build on this, and today's episode is going to be a great one, but before we get into that, we thought it would be fun just to do a 10 question and answer between Tabitha and I so that you can get to know us a little bit better. Okay, Tabitha, you want to go first? All right, let's go. All right. Last concert you attended? Casting Crowns and Matthew West. What do you wish you were really good at? Sports. My whole family is great at sports, and I'm not. Shower at night or morning? Night. Last show you binged watched? The Chosen. Morning or night person? Nighttime for sure. Go to karaoke song? Oh, girl, you know it's got to be Shania <laughs> Twain. Man, I feel like a woman. Yes. All right, biggest lesson you've learned? Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Last person texted? My mom, of course. Your hobby? I play piano. Summer or winter? Oh, I love summer. Beach and pool, all the things. Yes. All right, Ashley. I guess it's my turn. Your turn. All All right. right. What was the last concert you attended? I honestly can't remember the last concert, but honestly, the last show, you and I and our moms just went and saw Leanne Morgan. Oh, it was so fun. And she was hilarious. Yeah. I can't remember a concert, but that was the last thing that I went and did. That's awesome. Yeah. We had a great time with that. All right, what do you wish you were really good at? I wish I could play the piano. Okay. Then I sing, so then I could play for myself. It would be a lot easier. Yeah. All right, shower at night or morning? Morning. Last show you binge watched? I am with you. That would be The Chosen. All right, morning or night person? Night for sure. All right, and Ashley is a singer, so what is your go-to karaoke song? Okay, dating myself a little bit because people, some people probably won't even know what this song is, but it's Martina McBride's uh, My Baby Loves Me. Okay. That's my go-to karaoke song. Yeah, okay. All right, biggest lesson you've learned? Probably the first thing that's come into my head is you can't trust everyone. So guard your tongue because not everyone can be trusted. I think that is a good lesson for everyone to learn. All right. The last person you texted? My mom. And your hobby? That would probably be, I guess, I like to sing, like I said, but probably going camping. All right. Summer or winter? For sure, summer. Well, going camping, that would be the best time to go, I guess. And we also go out on the boat. So I'm excited for summer. Yes. Boating weather, something to do. I feel like we haven't done a whole lot 
this winter. So I'm like, I'm ready for there to be something to do on the weekends. Me too. Me too. So speaking of something to do, we are approaching Easter weekend, which of course, as you know, is, you know, big for the church and just celebrating Jesus Christ's resurrection. But is there anything fun that y'all do? Any traditions that y'all have for Easter? Um, fun. Of course, we do the traditional Easter egg hunts and all of that, like everybody else does. But one thing that is very impactful, I feel like, is we, over the last few years, have done a Good Friday service, whether it's a concert. Last year, we had a great service at our church. And this year, we're doing a family communion on Good Friday. So that's just oh, something that fun. I look forward to. Yeah, it's kind of different. It's not the celebratory thing that like we do on Easter for the resurrection, but it's still a meaningful time, I feel like. Um, But I want to get you to share a recording. I remember a while back you posted a video or something on Instagram maybe of Pace sharing the Easter story, which was so good. Oh my goodness. Do you think you can put that in for us? Yes, I will share that clip for you guys. So Pace went to a Christian preschool and they taught him so much as far as scripture goes and they always had a memory verse so he came home this one easter and he had this memory verse and it was the cutest thing i'll never forget that so i'll just kind of put it in here so that way y'all can give it a listen the stone was chattered rolled away but jesus was alive and jesus wasn't there so the angel was standing there forever and he said the same thing. He is not here. He has risen, as just as they said. Matthew twenty-eight six. Oh, I just love him. Isn't it the best when like our kids start grasping a hold of what what Christianity is, and that's just the beginning of it. Sharing a little story that he remembered from Easter. It is. It's so sweet. I mean, that's like I remember, you know, Reese's too. And I remember the first time we were in church, and he really started grabbing Aaron's Bible, and then he started wanting to have his Bible at church. And you know, I think as parents, when they're that young, it can be very hard to go to church with them, especially us as the moms. I mean, how many times do you end up in the nursery, or how many times are you visiting a church and you end up in the car, or or something, but I think you need to realize that you are still doing them a service and they are paying more attention than you think. Oh, for sure. Yes. And you're you're building something at even such a young age, and that's why it is so important that you still are in church and take them to church and that way you, you're building that foundation with them. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let's just go ahead and jump into Tabitha's topic of the week. What you got for us this week, Tabitha? All right, great. Let's get started. Well, last week we shared with you guys that we were building a foundation. We have four episodes that we're considering our foundational series. Last week we talked about how sin entered and how Eve did not fulfill her purpose in being a helpmeet to Adam and how um, she fell to sin. But then this week we're going to talk about salvation. So don't tune me out just yet because today's episode really has something for everyone. You may be thinking, why would we devote an entire Christian podcast episode to salvation? Everyone is probably already saved that's listening. Um, But I have served in ministry for several years now, and two things are often true. One, there may be someone that's listening who may be holding on to a 
false profession of faith or someone who just has never even considered trusting in Jesus as their Savior. Or number two, you are saved, but you have no idea where to begin in sharing the gospel with someone that you know is lost. So for those two reasons, taking a dive into the topic of salvation is very important to the foundation of being a Christian. So we've already kind of talked about what we talked about last week as far as Eve was deceived by the serpent. So if you haven't listened to last week last week's episode, it's very important for you to go back and make sure you understand how sin entered the world and for today's episode to make sense. So in Genesis 3, verses 7 through 15, it reveals what happens next after Adam and Eve took the forbidden fruit. So Ashley, let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So after they eat of the fruit of the tree that they're not supposed to, we remember reading that they all of a sudden realized that they were naked in the middle of the garden. And what they tried to do once they realized this was they tried to sew fig leaves together for their clothing. Exactly. And then they hear God walking in the garden. And what do they do next? They hid. They went and hid from him. God asked, who told you you were naked? And then they began the blame game. Adam blames Eve, the woman that God gave him. Eve blames the serpent. And in verse 14, God speaks to the serpent. And this is very important. So Ashley, will you read uh, verses 14 through 15? And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So this is the first prophecy of the coming Messiah, Jesus. Genesis gives us a glimpse of the beginning and is the launching point for the rest of the Bible. So to understand how sin came will help you to understand where we're landing today in Romans chapter 5. Why do we need a Savior? And so we're going to read Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Okay, so this can kind of get complicated, but sin entered through one man, Adam. And now we are all condemned to death because of that one man's sin. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. All right, so, but in the same way that death was imputed to all of us by one man's sin, we can also be justified, forgiven, given new life, and rescued by one man's righteousness or holiness. So let's continue reading in Romans chapter 5. If Ashley, you'll continue with verses 17 through 19. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men into justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Adam's sin condemned the entire race, 
but Christ redeems all who put their faith in him. Where Adam disobeyed, Jesus obeyed. And then that leads us into verse 20. So let's read that together. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Oh, that is one of my favorite verses where sin abounded. Grace did much more abound. Yes. Grace is greater than all of our sin. I just love that verse. Uh, A few more verses that kind of go along with that. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 3, 18, For Christ also hath suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Oh, I just love those. One man's sin causes us all to enter into death, but one man's righteousness allows us to have the opportunity to live forever. So that kind of leads us into how do we know that we're saved? And it's very simple. So Ashley, let's read Romans chapter 10. Verses 9, 10, and 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is so simple. Belief in your heart that God's Son, Jesus Christ, is Lord. And it's so fitting that this is Easter week and we're talking about this because that is the foundation of our faith, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And then if we confess with our mouth, just as you read, and also I quoted Romans 6.23 earlier, that the wages of sin is death, but that verse continues on that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin brought a divide between us and God, but God was not willing that any should perish. So he sent his son as the savior of the world to bridge the gap, to close the divide, and allow us to walk in perfect relationship with him. If you've been in the church for any length of time, you know John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, and that is my son Pace's favorite verse. He loves John three sixteen, And I think if you do not have any scripture memorized, that go and memorize yes. John three sixteen, and let that be the first scripture that you memorize. Um, and we talk about how easy it is, and it is so easy to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It's as easy as we teach the kids in a children's church or a vacation Bible school class the ABCs yes. of salvation. Exactly. Admit believe and confess. It's that simple. Um, so with all of this said, we're discussing salvation and, you know, what that, what that means and how important it is to us. And, but what's the purpose? All right. The purpose is for all of you to evaluate your life. And can you recall a time that you not only believed, but you confessed, you declared with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so, Ashley, I thought it would be great if you and I would share our own personal testimonies of when the Lord saved us. For me, 
I was a six-year-old girl. My parents had me in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revival services. Anytime the doors were open, I was in church. But at the age of six, I began to ask questions, and I really began to understand and recognize my need for a Savior, that I was a sinner, and that I needed to be reconciled to God to spend eternity in heaven with Him. And so after a Sunday morning service, I raised my hand during an invitation and recognized that I was a sinner. But after service, uh, I I began to cry as I got in the car with my parents. We were probably heading to lunch that afternoon, but my grandparents did not live far from the church, so we pulled to their house. My grandfather was my pastor at the time, and we knelt down in their living room, my mom, my dad, my grandfather, my grandmother, and myself, and it wasn't their prayers while they prayed with me. It was my prayer asking the Lord to save me, recognizing my need as a sinner and knowing that I needed a savior to help reconcile me to God. And it was very simple, just like we read earlier. I, I believed in my heart and I confessed with my mouth. It was so simple that a six-year-old child could understand. So that's my testimony. Ashley, do you mind sharing your salvation story as well? Sure. So I was eight years old and it was actually your parents that invited my parents and I to a judgment house. And I was actually asking your mom this the other week because I could not remember exactly where the judgment house was, but I think that we figured out that it was in Oakwood. So at Chestnut Mountain, I believe. So they invited us to go to this judgment house and as we were walking through, if you've never been to a judgment house, I don't know that any churches do judgment houses. Not that anymore, I know of. do they? That's something to keep in the back of your head, especially as a, a pastor's wife, you know. Um, <laughs> but we were walking through these rooms, and each room represented like a different scene. One scene you walk through, there was some teenagers that were at a party, and then it shows them later on leaving when they probably shouldn't have been driving, and they get in a car accident. And then it goes into another scene where you see like a grandmother rocking her grandchild and then they're both gone and their clothes just lying on the floor. And then we went into a hell scene and it was so, so hot in there. And I remember hearing like chains banging and just moaning and groaning. And I remember as an eight-year-old that scared me a little bit. And then we went into heaven was the last thing that we walked through and it was the book of life being opened and all of our names being read as we walked through and as we got in the car I believe that all of us girls we were going to go eat dinner at Pizza Hut I believe all of us girls got in the car together and then my dad and your dad my brother rode in a separate car together and so I was me and my mom were sitting in the back seat and I was just thinking you know if I died where would I go and I was like, I believe in Jesus, and I believe that he died for my sins and that he arose again the third day, and I believe in all of that, and I, and I realized at that point that I needed to be saved, and so once we got in, we got pulled into the Pizza Hut parking lot, and I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, I said, I want to be saved, and so I remember she called you and your mom back to the back seat with us, and we all squeezed in, and everybody began to pray, and I began to pray for myself, and asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart, and he saved me that night in the Pizza Hut parking lot, so it just goes to show that you do not have to be in church to get saved. It's just like Tabitha said, the Lord started dealing with her in church, but she actually accepted Christ in her grandmother's, grandparents' living room. Yes. 
So you do not have to be in church to be saved, but that's my story. I remember being so excited and my dad and my brother and my uncle Terry were inside Pizza Hut already sitting down. They're like, where have y'all been? And I was like, I just got saved in the parking lot. Everybody was so excited. And it's just such a joyous, such a joyous time and a joyous event. And I just want everybody to know though that everybody's story is different. Yes. Everybody's salvation story is different. And we all have, we all come from different backgrounds and different things. And we're all in different places in our lives. Tabitha and I were really young when we got saved. And so we hadn't committed a whole lot of sins that we're asking for forgiveness for, but well, just like anyone else, we still recognize that we were a sinner. It doesn't matter how big or how small, it doesn't matter what your age is. Salvation is for everyone. And that goes back to John three sixteen. Um, for the world, that's who he died for, was for the entire world. It did not specify an age or a demographic or anything like that. That's right. It's for all. It's a whosoever will salvation. So we always want to end our podcast episodes with a challenge, something that you can take into your upcoming week. So Tabitha, what is our challenge for this week? Number one, I want you to reflect Have you asked Jesus to save you? Ashley and I both shared our testimonies, but it's a personal decision. And so I want you to think back, has there been a time that you prayed and you asked the Lord to save you, that you repented of your sins? If you are saved, when is the last time you shared the good news with someone? So one thing that you could do to help you in being able to share the gospel is highlight or underline some key verses in your Bible. Some verses that we mentioned today, Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, Romans 10.9 and 13. Those are easy verses to share the gospel. Most of us call that the Romans road. You just walk through that and share with someone uh, what it means to be a sinner and how that we have good news through Jesus Christ. And then also, if you need to talk to someone or still have questions, please email us at purposefulwomenofgod at gmail.com. And I or Ashley personally would love to chat with you and share with you more about salvation. That's exactly right. Either one of us would love to speak with you on this topic. If you have any questions whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. And I think we just need to end the episode with a word of prayer, Tabitha. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this opportunity to share the gospel with whoever will listen today. God, I pray that you would help each of us to reflect on our own lives. Have we accepted you as our personal Savior? And if we have, when is the last time we've shared that good news with someone that we know? So God, I pray that each person that's listening would evaluate in their own lives. God, help us to be women of faith who live with purpose and who share that with other people around us. We love you and we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And that's all we have for today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And always remember, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.